0: Welcome back to Six Days of Sunday, and as we're progressing through Lent, we see a series of readings this week really focused on how to think about living our lives. To truly do as our Father has asked us to do, and to look out for one another. In so many ways this week, almost every day, we receive a set of readings that tell us that it's not sufficient simply to avoid acts of evil. But rather, it's crucial that we look for virtue and virtue in our service to one another as much as our service to God. He tells us in the readings in Deuteronomy, not only of of a set of commandments on how to avoid sin, but also a set of commandments on how to enable and look out for one another. It truly is bound up in the, the end of that reading, where he says that we are to love one another, to love each other as we would love, have be loved ourselves. Jesus, of course, invokes this in his golden rules, in his new commandments. And so as we continue through Lent, recognize that we're not just called upon. To avoid sin, we're not just called upon to do penance, to fast, and to uh, provide some sort of sacrifice. We're called even more so to the acts of charity, to clothe the naked, to feed the hungry, to visit the ill and the imprisoned. To treat each other with dignity and respect, concern, and self-sacrifice. That the meaning of Lent is not one of self-denial, but it's a a season of giving of oneself. So there's not going to be much more that I can say about the readings this week because, frankly, they're straightforward. As Thursday's readings will go with the the Feast of the Chair of St Peter, the church, in its wisdom, has given us a very clear roadmap and a clear set of expectations of what our Father has asked of us. It's also given us a collection of readings this week to characterize what happens if We choose not to listen to that. And as stated in one of the readings, to separate the sheep and the goats, and the sheep will sit on the right side of the Father, based on those that clothed the sick, fed the hungry, did for the least of the Father's people, And in doing so did for the father. And the goats will sit on the left, having denied those very people, the ones that needed the most. And in doing so, denied the father and the son. So please listen closely to the expectations of the father. What he's asking of us, and what we can do to truly live a fantastic Lent. Monday, February 19th, 2024. A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the whole assembly of the children of Israel and tell them, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not steal. You shall not lie or speak falsely to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, thus profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud or rob your neighbor. You shall not withhold overnight the wages of your day laborer. You shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the blind. But you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not act dishonestly in rendering judgment. Show neither partiality to the weak nor deference to the mighty, but judge your fellow men justly. You shall not go about spreading slander among your kin, nor shall you stand by idly when your neighbor's life is at stake. I am the Lord. You shall not bear hatred, for your brother in your heart. Though you may have to reprove him, do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge against your fellow countrymen. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are who are blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. A stranger and you gave me no welcome. Naked and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord. When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Tuesday, February 20th, 2024. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, Just as from the heavens the rain and snow come down, and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples in praying, Do not babble like the pagans, who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Set out for the great city of Nineveh, and announce to it the message that I will tell you. So Jonah made ready and went to Nineveh, according to the Lord's bidding. Now Nineveh was an enormously large city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began his journey through the city, and had gone but a single day's walk, announcing, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be destroyed. When the people of Nineveh believed God, they proclaimed a fast, and all of them, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, laid aside his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had this proclaimed throughout Nineveh by decree of the king and his nobles Neither man nor beast, neither cattle nor sheep, Shall taste anything. They shall not eat, nor shall they drink water. Man and beast shall be covered with sackcloth and call loudly to God. Every man shall turn from his evil way and from the violence he has in hand. Who knows? God may relent and forgive and withhold his blazing wrath so that we shall not perish when God saw by their actions how they turned from their evil way, he repented of the evil that he had threatened to do to them. He did not carry it out. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. While still more people gathered in the crowd, Jesus said to them, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it, except the sign of Jonah. Just as Jonah became a sign to the Ninevites, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. At the judgment, the Queen of the South will rise with the men of this generation, and she will condemn them because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And there is something greater than Solomon here. At the judgment, the men of Nineveh will arise with this generation and condemn it, because at the preaching of Jonah, they repented. And there is something greater than Jonah here. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Thursday, February 22nd, 2024 The Feast of the Chair of St. Peter A reading from the first letter of Peter Beloved, I exhort the presbyters among you as a fellow presbyter and witness to the sufferings of Christ and one who has a share in the glory to be revealed. Tend to the flock of God in your midst, overseeing not by constraint, but willingly, as God would have it, not for shameful profit, but eagerly. Do not lord it over those assigned to you, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd is revealed, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus went into the the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld world." shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Friday, February 23rd. Twenty Twenty Four. A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, If the wicked man turns away from all the sins he committed, if he keeps all my statutes and does what is right and just, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the crimes he committed shall be remembered against him. He shall live because of the virtue he has practiced. Do I indeed derive any pleasure from the death of the wicked? Says the Lord God. Do I not rather rejoice when he turns from his evil way that he may live? And if the virtuous man turns from the path of virtue to do evil, the same kind of abominable things that the wicked man does, Can he do this and still live? None of his virtuous deeds shall be remembered because he has broken faith and committed sin. Because of this, he shall die. You say, the Lord's way is not fair. Hear now, house of Israel. Is it my way that is unfair or rather are not your ways unfair? When someone virtuous turns away from virtue to commit iniquity and dies. It is because of the iniquity he committed that he must die. But if the wicked, turning from the wickedness he has committed, does what is right and just, he shall preserve life. Since he has turned away from all the sins that he committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, You shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother, will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, which means fool, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Saturday, February 24th, 2024. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to the people, saying, This day the Lord your God commands you to observe these statutes and decrees. Be careful, then, to observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. Today you are making this agreement with the Lord. He is to be your God and you are to walk in his ways and observe his statutes, commandments, and decrees and to hearken to his voice. And today the Lord is making this agreement with you. You are to be a people peculiarly his own as he promised you. And provided you keep all his commandments, he will then raise you high in praise and renown and glory above all other nations he has made, and you will be a people sacred to the Lord your God, as he promised. The word of the Lord. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies, and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good, and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers and sisters only, What is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome firmly into Lent, and welcome back to Six Days to Sunday. As we're treading through this season of preparation and penance, this week, I think, becomes a really clear message. So to be honest, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on reflections because there's really not much more that I could say that the readings didn't offer us themselves. We're headed into a Sunday where we hear about God asking Abraham to give up his son. And of course, we know that Generations later, due to the the evils and the sins of, of the generation, that man basically caused God to give up his only son. A bit of a symmetry there. The point is that Abraham was in a mode of doing God's will because he didn't presume that God owed him anything and that he owed God everything. And I think that that presumption is one of the biggest challenges here. If we look to the reading from Ezekiel this week, it was pretty clear. The virtuous man who descends into evil is condemning himself. And likewise, the evil man who begins a life of virtue Can wash away those sins of his past. It's the beauty that we have in the sacrament of confession, but that it takes that not only request to the Father for forgiveness, but that intent, that true intent to do good, going further. One of the the key lines in the act of contrition, or in one of the acts of contrition that that I've seen, that one says at the end of their sacramental confession is i promise with the help of god's grace to confess my sin to do my penance amend my life and avoid even the opportunity of sin in the future so it truly is about changing your path going forward i can tell you in confession just today among the sins that i confessed was the fact that I presumed upon God's grace, that I almost felt that I was entitled to slipping up because God would forgive me. But we're not entitled to those things. Jesus calls out the people of his generation saying that in the time of Jonah, Jonah warned people that if they didn't change their lives, that God would condemn them that they weren't simply entitled to to a future, entitled to an eternal life. And upon Jonah arriving there, the Ninevites believed him and immediately began to commit penance and to swear that they would amend their lives. And Jesus pointed then to the people of his generation saying, you have an even greater sign than that of Jonah, and you choose to turn your back on it. You're not entitled to forgiveness. And of course, then there's the, the ever so famous um, lines around what you do for the least of mine, you do for me, and what you chose not to do for the least of mine. You chose not to do for me. It's it's an interesting path that we look at here, where oftentimes we point back to the Ten Commandments and say, "Well, I'm I'm not killing anyone. I'm not stealing. I'm not committing adultery. Therefore, I must be saved." But in fact, Jesus says that that's not sufficient, and he points to the second. Iteration of the Ten Commandments, which indicates that you're to love your brother. To love one another as you'd love yourself. And much as in the in the case of Deuteronomy, he points out it's altogether insufficient just to love those that love you. That you must reach out even to your, your enemies, to those that would condemn you and pray for them to those that would persecute you and pray for them, not to harbor ill feelings. So the the bar is really raised here in terms of what's expected. And Jesus basically says, in no uncertain terms, if you don't do better, the Pharisees and the scribes, they're only looking to the letter of the law. If you don't do better than them, then you're damned. Simple as that. You have to go beyond in treating your neighbor as yourself. And nothing is due to you if you don't abide that simple commandment. We also have the feast day of the chair of St. Peter. And it's It's an interesting time to have that because we're given an entire series of readings this week that basically describe the expectations that our Father has of us. He tells us to watch out for one another. He says that if your neighbor's in trouble, that you you must not turn your blind eye to that and instead reach out and try to save them. Jesus says that if you don't, feed those who are hungry, clothe those who are naked, visit those that are ill or in prison, then you've turned your back on him and on his father, on our father. And that it is truly about forgiveness for one another if we expect forgiveness from our father. And then we have the feast day of the chair of St. Peter where Jesus basically hands the metaphorical keys To heaven over to Peter and says, I'm building my church upon you, Cephas, Peter, my rock. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. That his church, his universal church, which has survived now. For over two millennia, was given responsibility for ensuring that that those expectations that he had laid out, that the prophets had laid out, that Moses had laid out, would go on living forward. And as Peter says in the first letter of Peter, that the expectation is the presbyters the bishops, the officials of the church aren't simply condemning or constraining the people, but rather demonstrating by example what Jesus' expectations were. And so what Jesus sets up is both a system of governance and a system of um, of education, interpretation, and consistency of message. And I think that's one of the real beauties of this this whole thing is we see these words, we recognize these expectations, difficult expectations to say the least, but the way that they've been laid out is to last millennia. So as we continue through Lent, Remember that it's not simply avoiding doing the evil, but truly seeking out what we can do for one another. Thanks be to God.